It is 6.31 p.m. on Tuesday, January 21st, 2020. I'm Kevin Williams. This is the ODS Live Podcast. I know it's been a little over a month since I have done a podcast. I'm going to get back into this. And I know that this is a little late to be saying this, but I hope you had a great holiday season. I sure did. I spent some time up in Oregon and Idaho with uh, family and had a great time over Christmas and, uh, well, New Year's I came back here, but I had a great time over Christmas. I got, I've gotten a lot of feedback about Ammon Bundy and the podcast. It's probably the most feedback that I've gotten. By the way, if you want to send a message to the podcast, go ahead and email me, kevinw at ldslifepodcast.com. That's Kevin W at ldslifepodcast.com. <clears throat> also, you can check check it out on Facebook. I do have a Facebook page up there, LDS Life Podcast, and on Twitter at LDS Life Podcast. I know that it's a little late to be talking about this, but I feel compelled to talk about this anyway. So here we go. We're going to talk about and I may talk about this again, possibly 11 months from now at this time. I'm going to talk about one of the worst Christmases I have ever had. I don't know if it was the worst, but it was certainly one of them. One of the worst Christmases that I've had, but yet it was the best for me. Funny how that works, isn't it? I'm going to talk to you about the Christmas of 1993. Now, if you go back in my podcast archives, you can find out about the Christmas of 87. That was the best Christmas I'd ever had. But I want to talk to you about the worst, well, one of the worst Christmases that I've I've had, but yet it was the best for me. This would have been the Christmas of 1993. It was a very dull Christmas. Back in October, and I believe it actually happened on Halloween of 1990. Well, no. Actually, I think it happened on... Let's see. I'm trying to think here. I think it was October 29th, I do believe. October 28th? No. It was the week before Halloween. I remember that. It was the week and one day before Halloween. I'd have to check. My dad was working for a company out of Washington State while we lived in Idaho. But my dad was working at at a company in Washington State, and he was laid off. Now, how did you, how did we, how were we able to live in Idaho and have my dad work in in Washington State? I almost said Washington, D.C. Washington State. Well, technology was... Uh, new technology was such that even though the internet was not available to the public yet, at least well, not widely, I, I guess there was a couple internet service providers out there, but for the most part, it wasn't available to the public yet. However, we did have computers with modems, and my dad had a 9600 baud modem. So what he would do is he would write reports 
and send them in through a computer. He'd call a computer up in Washington State, and the data would go over the phone lines to the computer. And, of course, he sold a lot, so he was able to maintain an office in our home up in Idaho, in, uh, in Boise, as a matter of fact. So, this is, so, my dad worked for this company for about a year and a half, and by the way, he'd just uh, gotten laid off at another company, or right up before this, so he found this job, worked there for a year and a half, and was laid off. Now, the company was having financial issues, and I don't know all the ins and outs, but I'm fully aware that the company had financial issues going on. And my dad set us down Halloween Day, Sunday of 1993. Halloween Day, Sunday, October 31st, 1993. I just come home from doing fast offerings, collecting fast offerings. Actually, I guess it was, uh, yeah. And I went ahead and uh, my mom said, Kevin, come here, we have a family cancel. Well, my interest peaked because we never had one before, at least not officially. So my interest naturally peaked and my dad told us a story. I'm no longer working for this company. I'm not going to name the company. And uh, I was... Uh, somewhat worried about things, although this is ha this had happened before, so I wasn't as worried, but I was somewhat concerned because layoffs are a big deal on a family, especially if it's your dad or somebody that's providing for the family. It's a big deal. Well, Christmas time came. Usually Christmas was uh, pretty cheerful around our house because my mother was into Christmas big time. And there just wasn't the spirit that there usually was. And it could have been my perception, but I think even my mom was a little depressed that year, and rightfully so. I remember hearing all these ads on the radio about, oh, we have holiday specials on this sound system, this stereo system. We have holiday specials in this grocery store. Come and buy this. And I thought, yeah, we can't participate. And my dad warned us, for good reason, that this would be a very modest Christmas. Now, just to give you some, uh, some perspective here, Christmas growing up at our house was a big deal. My mom was very big into the Christmas spirit. Christmas was her favorite time of year. So she went all out decorating. And that year was no exception. She went all out with the decorations. But it just wasn't the same. There just wasn't the same spirit in our house. There just wasn't the same... I don't know what you call it. It just wasn't the same. And I think we all felt it. And I remember my dad left on Christmas Eve. We, I still to this day don't know where he went, but he left somewhere. 
my brother asked my mom, where did where did dad go? He said, I think he's just driving around. He's a little depressed. We, we anticipated a very big Christmas this year. And uh, I, I think he's just want, driving around. Well, he came back. It's not like he left the family or any of that. Don't get that idea. He did not do that. I think he was just needed some time alone and driving and thinking. He came back. He came back probably in about an hour or so. He came back. We had our usual Christmas dinner fondue and did the Christmas program, but wasn't without much fanfare. And when I say fanfare, I'm talking about, I don't know, maybe fanfare is not the right word, but without much, uh, without much spirit. So Christmas morning came, and like I said, I'm trying to give you some perspective here. Usually Christmas morning, we'd be up early. You know how it goes. Uh, for those of you that have kids, or if you remember being a kid yourself, you woke up early, and you were trying to get your parents out of bed. And The way it worked at our house, for some reason, people enjoyed coming into my room uh, on Christmas morning. I don't know why, but they did. Uh, so people would come into my room Christmas morning, and they would we would all talk and anticipate what we were getting for Christmas, and then we'd wake up our parents, and you know how that goes. Went to the went downstairs, and while while we were on the stairs, there were pictures taken, and the big fanfare. My dad would sometimes make a smart aleck remark, "Oh, Santa Claus didn't come," and we all laughed and. It all, we all had a good time. Well, there was none of that this year. There was no reason. First of all, I was 13. I didn't believe in Santa Claus anymore. Nobody in our family did. We were older than that now. And we knew that we weren't getting much in presents. So what was the point of waking up early and trying to wake our parents up? There wasn't. Yeah, we got a few Christmas presents. It wasn't all bad. It just was very dull. You know, and the reason I say that is because compared to other Christmases we had up to that point, it was very lively. Well, the reason, and uh, I just remember that Christmas day, I actually did get a pretty cool present. I got, uh, that was the first Christmas that I got a Walkman. It was a Sony Walkman. It didn't have a tape player, but it was a Sony Walkman. It was more like a pocket radio but with a headphone jack and no loudspeaker. It was kind of cool because I could now travel with my parents and listen to the radio. That was kind of cool. Although I did get a better Walkman that uh, that summer, well, that fall, I got a better Walkman that spring, and that's another story, but it was kind of a cool present. And I remember getting a, a Panasonic micro cassette recorder because i think mine broke or something like that it was no it was a sony recorder so that was kind of cool but there was just like i said the spirit was there's just no spirit there so let's fast forward now to the christmas of 1994 Christmas of 94. Now, keep in mind, I had an entire year to reflect on the Christmas of 93, and did I ever. I reflected a lot on that Christmas throughout the year. So much so that I learned a few things that I'll tell you about later. 
But let's fast forward to the Christmas of 94. Christmas of 94, you know, that whole year, my dad ended up, ended up getting a job uh, doing consulting slash sales in, in Boise. And he traveled through uh, throughout Idaho and Utah. And it was a it was a good job for him. And I my mom was very, very money conscious. I never seen my mom be so money conscious before. Maybe she was. I just was more sensitive to it this time because I was older. But she was very, very money conscious. To the point where she complained that I don't know if complaining is the right word, but she always talked about how we don't have enough money for this, 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 this. It was quite depressing, actually, because I saw certain friends of mine, they seemed to get what they wanted, or certain people that I knew, they seemed to get what they wanted, and here my mom was just talking about, oh, we're on a tight budget, we're on a tight budget, we're on a tight budget. It was... It was like a broken record. That's not all she said all day, but if we needed money, oh, we're on a tight budget. It was like a chore. You know, if I needed $20 to go to this event, it was like a chore. Never seen that behavior out of her before. Now, maybe it exists, but because I was younger, I wasn't sensitive to it. And it could have been the fact that she was worried about my dad being laid off again. Which, by the way, she had good reasons to worry about that. Uh, Things were unstable back then, just as they are now. So, I just anticipated not having a very lively Christmas, and I just kind of did a lot of reflecting. So let's uh, talk about what happened on Christmas Day of 19... Actually, let's talk about what happened on Christmas Eve of 1994. I gave a speech to my family about how blessed we were and how it's great to get presents, but it's it's not everything on Christmas. A lot of it's family gatherings, being together with friends and listening to certain, uh, some Christmas music. You know, that's what Christmas is all about. I told my family that told them that we were blessed as a family. Mind you, I was 14 at the time. I kind of recapped what happened during that uh, during that year, and my mom echoed pretty much everything that I had just said. Later, uh, Christmas Eve, I was up, not because I was anticipating a good Christmas day full of presents, but I was just busy reflecting on the Christmas of 93 and what I'd said and what happened that year, 93, 94, you know, December of 93 to December of 94. I was not sleeping in my room that time because we had company over. Some people were occupying my room, so I slept in our exercise room downstairs in the basement in Idaho. My dad came in. He must have seen me sitting up or something. He came in and said, Kevin, what's going on? I told him that I was thinking about the speech and things. We talked about it for a while. And then he said, I think you'll have a marvelous Christmas tomorrow. Well, I really didn't think much of it because I was beyond the point of of being really getty for Christmas presents. I was beyond that. Even if it were true, I was beyond that. 
I, w I had other things on my mind. I was 14 now. I, I had other things on my mind. Women. What we'd been through as a family. Uh, issues I was having at school. People, why didn't people, certain, why did certain people not like me? And I liked them. And the list went on and on and on. I was far beyond uh, being Getty for Christmas. I was far beyond that. In fact, I'll tell you what's funny. I told you earlier that I woke up and so did my siblings and we'd go get our parents and wake them up. I'll tell you what's ironic. The Christ, uh, Christmas day of 1994, I can't remember who, but somebody came down and woke me up. And when that happened, I thought, my has times changed. <laughs> but I'll tell you what was really neat about this Christmas of 94. I had a uh, niece and nephew with me, my oldest niece and my oldest nephew. And they're parents, they were with us that Christmas. And I'll tell you what was really neat about that Christmas. And I don't think I would have noticed it otherwise, had I not, had it not been for the Christmas of 93. What was neat about this, and I, I'll be honest, it almost, it almost brought tears to my eyes. And I'm not a very emotional person. And I look back on that day, on that Christmas morning in particular, and it was unusual for me to be emotional about this because at 14, you know how 14-year-old boys are, most 14-year-old boys, we're worried about women, we're worried about girlfriends, we want to chase the ladies at school and anywhere we go, really. You know, I remember sometimes, I remember taking a vacation to Yellowstone National Park. I went on a high adventure for with my ward back in 94. My biggest ambition was to meet ladies, and boy, did I ever. I remember insisting with one of the guys, at one of the uh, leaders with me, let's go down to the lake so that we can meet some women. I had to beg him to come with me so that I could meet some ladies, and I did. So... To say what I'm about ready to say, I find unusual. Especially at the age of 14 when I was caught up in the madness of women and how come I'm not popular? How come so-and-so doesn't like me? Will I ever get any friends? You know the things that 14-year-olds go through. When when I saw my little, well, at that point, my little niece and nephew open their presents with excitement. My niece was two. My nephew was one. It almost brought tears to my eyes, seeing innocent children be so excited to open their presents. I was more excited about them opening their presents than me. And by the way, for the record, Christmas of 94 was a good Christmas. That was the Christmas that I had my first CD player, which I wanted really bad. Uh, Christmas of 94 was the year that I got a harmonica. And, uh, I'm trying to think what other gifts I had. That was the first time I had salmon jerky. That was... I got a lot of clothes. I, it was a good Christmas. But you know what? Because of what happened in the Christmas of 93... It was great to get those presents. Don't get me wrong. It was great. 
But that wasn't what was on my mind the most. What was on my mind was what Christmas really meant to me. Never thought about it before. Now, I probably would have had a Christmas like this eventually. But not at 14. But because of what happened the previous Christmas, Christmases have never been the same since 1993. Never. In fact, let me tell you a story. Just to reiterate how Christmas was at our house growing up. We just moved to Boise in 1991. Uh, September 20th, September 20th was the first day that we were there officially. And I say officially because we came back and forth a lot, which is a story I don't want to get into right now. But officially, we moved in September 20th, 1991. It might have actually been the 21st. And I can't remember. I think it might have been the 21st. And I'd have to look on my calendar and see. But at any rate, it was a Friday. It was either September 20th, September 21st. I think it was September 20th, 1991. And so we had spent our first Christmas in our house in 1991 in Boise. And my dad told me specifically, I don't remember him telling anyone else, but he told me specifically, he read from the book of Luke. Luke chapter 1, as he always did on Christmas Eve. Even when it was just me, him, and my stepmom, he would read out of the book of Luke. And he called me in my parents' bedroom and said, I want you to remember what you learned tonight, and I want you to think more about this than presents. So the next day, on Christmas Day, my dad called me in, because everybody was in my room, but he called me in specifically to my parents' bedroom, and we talked for a while. He said, did you think about what I said last night? And I said, yes. Well, I regret to inform you, the truth was, no, I was too busy thinking about the presents I would get the next day, especially since I knew I was going to get a CB radio, not just any CB radio. No, this was a CB radio with an outside antenna, 40 channels, the whole thing, the power supply, everything. I was so excited. Of course I didn't think about what happened in Luke chapter 1. But you know something? This is the second Christmas now without my dad. And... Things are different. And I actually did think about the conversation my dad and I had in 1991 on Christmas morning about Luke chapter 1 and about, um, let's see, about Luke chapter 1. And even my dad told me to give a speech to my family that we weren't going to have much that Christmas. Well, I didn't know what in the world he was talking about because it seemed like we got plenty. But he wanted me to give the speech to the whole family that we wouldn't have much for Christmas this year. And I don't know the reasons. 
I thought we got plenty, like I said. But Christmas of 93 really, really made me reflect on what Christmas meant to me. And I actually did reflect quite a bit on Luke chapter 1 on Christmas Eve of 2019. Like I said, I know it's a little late for me to be talking to you about this, but I think I need to get this out there because I wanted to do this a few weeks ago, but I was busy, and now that the holidays are over and have been for quite some time, it's time to get back into this. I will talk to you all later, folks.